0: Thank you very much for the uh, tea, by the way. You're welcome. Did you put sweetener in there?
1: No, I only put sweetener in mine.
0: Mm, really? Tasted a bit sweet? <laughs> it's a
1: lot sweetener in what it.
0: What was the tea bag?
1: Uh, um, twinings. I only like twinings. Mm,
0: tasted a bit sweet. I only have sweeteners on special occasions. <laughs> it's not
1: a special occasion.
0: What, the, the first episode of a inevitably award-losing podcast? <laughs> that's that's not a special enough occasion, i can I'm smell
1: afraid. the BAFTA already. Right, let's do it. Belong to You Have Been Watching, the podcast that invites a different guest each episode to choose some of their favourite television shows and talk us through what they mean to them. They'll be asked to pick four separate shows from each of our categories and a couple of bonus choices as well. Why? Because they've won our made-up competition to spend a weekend away at a luxurious travel lodge in the heart of Preston. Joining me always on our televisual adventure will be a bloke called Luke Bateman, a man who I've spoken to every day since the age of five. He's seen me at my highest, he's seen me at my lowest. Literally, once after I tripped over my shoelaces on a rainy hike around the new forest. Luke's not famous, not even close, unlike me, I'm a local hero. But he had access to a few wireless microphones and a mixer, so we thought we'd make a go of it. And
0: shuffling behind at a snail's pace is my best mate and arch-nemesis here, Elliot Williams, a man I've had the misfortune of sharing a double bed with for an entire month when we took a show to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival him curled up in the foetal position, and me as a vampiric plank of wood. The usual problem of sharing a duvet wasn't an issue in our case, however, as I was perfectly happy with only an inch of blanket to cover my entire body, owing to Edinburgh's famously hot August weather. Or at least that's what I had to keep telling my shivering skeletal body as I woke up for the fourth time of the night.
1: Our association, or friendship as I've been politely encouraged to call it, started with conversations by the clothes pegs at primary school, and progressed to chats by the lockers at secondary school. Now, 15 years on, we're still here and still still mattering away. Thankfully, we don't hang around secondary schools anymore. We've always performed together, laughed together, whined about each other and were once physically bound together after I fell down a sand dune in Wales and had to be harnessed to his rucksack for leverage. We write plays, comedy sketches and have even hosted charity nights together with varying degrees of success, from Women's Institute anniversaries to cardiac rehab Christmas parties. The latter was a heart-stopping experience for all the wrong reasons. Yes, we've been sparring partners for the best part of 15 years. You get less time for murder. Knowing Luke for so long has its perks, of course. He knows how much I hate walks and hills, so we often travel by Uber. We're simply too polite to abandon one another, and that's the truth of it.
0: Indeed, I love grammar and Elliot can't spell. He likes JLS and I don't. He can tread water like a trusty anchor, but I can run for days like a steroid-ridden Forrest Gump. He can cook eggs, but I can cook pasta. He loved Big Brother, but strangely he's an only child. He likes Call of Duty and I like Duty Free. He hates nuts and I can't resist a pistachio. We're very much opposites, but we seem to function, like an alcoholic headmaster or a lactose-intolerant cow farmer. It doesn't seem like it can work, but somehow we battle through and get the job done. Our partnership knows no bounds apart from if he ever tried to greet me in any other way than shaking my hand. That would be both weird and disconcerting. But one thing that we rarely quarrel over is the magic, the significance, the beauty of television. In all its forms. From drama, to comedy, to reality, to factual, to entertainment, to documentary, to lifestyle, to quiz, to panel show, we watch a lot. We don't love it all, in fact we hate loads of it, but it's about opinions and that's what we welcome. So, here we are. Attempting a podcast in an admittedly crowded market, centred on what television means to different people. Some are friends, some rising stars in the entertainment industry, and others from the local area who have interesting backgrounds or have fascinating occupations. We hope you'll enjoy the series, and if you don't, then that's fair enough. We all lead very busy lives, after
1: all. I can't believe you don't like JLS. How have you never liked them?
0: Uh, of all the things
1: to pick me up on. <laughs> They're amazing. They're so good.
0: Oh, I've never liked JLS. Why? Because I'm uh, a cynic and you like that kind of music. Yeah, but
1: boy bands are amazing. They're N- so name good. me the we've top
0: had... five boy bands that you enjoy. Well, obviously. Top three, that's a bit long. Boy,
1: <laughs> boy bands are dying out. So we've obviously, we've had, you yes, know, in are. the past, Take That, Westlife, okay, I'll Busted, give you to, I'll McFly, take that. JLS. I'm not into
0: that, Elliot, because I'm not a teenage girl.
1: I'm absolutely buzzing. I've got two tickets to their Beat Again tour in December at the O2. And it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be standing there. I'm going to be whooping, cheering, they're, singing they're all the what, hits. They're what tour? Beat Again. What that, what's that a reference to? It's one of their songs. Beat. You know, you how's it,
0: know how, how, how How's it
1: going? Oh, you know, uh, damn, band, the duck that's just finished telling me they're not damn. It's awesome. They're what's awesome. the chorus? awesome. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not it's doing a it. Trick. I'm not
0: doing it. Um, <laughs> it l- listen, I'm not interested in um, in four um, has-beens, X Factor rejects. Oh, you're staring me up. In uh, in muscle tees. They're about 35 now, aren't I they? Think 40, the, maybe. I don't think
1: they'll have the muscle tees now, if i I think honest. they will. That's what the really? people
0: are paying for. That's what you have paid for. How much have you paid?
1: Well, it doesn't matter how much I've paid, but i I'm, How much have you paid? Well, quite, Over 40? I've i I've spent my future child's inheritance, is what I've done. That is And they're going to why, why can I have a, a house deposit? Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> your father went to see the beat again tour.
0: Well, I hope you have a nice time. Are you going to take, uh, take a date? Take a friend? I've got another I haven't
1: reworked out. I just bought two tickets. Do and you plan to come in?
0: You, no, I do not. Sure. And, and don't tout them because that's bad behaviour. I wouldn't
1: tout. All right. What well, fucker? what <laughs> are you going to keep that in what are you can to tell them why would I tell them I've waited for years for this
0: you're an underhand kind of guy I'm not
1: an underhand kind no,
0: you're, of you're guy. not you're, you're, you are sort I'm of, straight up you are a little bit immoral but you're not completely <laughs> I'm not horrible well, You know. Um, I've got no one do one to you want take to pay me not to go no <laughs> no. Okay. I've got no one to go with at the moment uh, well you have to find somebody well, what I'll probably be doing is watching um, some of the latest and best uh, television shows that's the segue back into talking about television clever it's good isn't it um, I've enjoyed itv drama white house farm true story about the uh, jeremy bamba murders very good really enjoyed that high drama six parts i recommend it also dead water fell channel 4 mm. drama with david tennant uh, about similar kind of um, family murdering that's next on, on my list to watch that's really really good i can't wait i thoroughly recommend that. some great acting involved what have you enjoyed so far this I've year i've been
1: watching a lot of netflix which i don't normally do okay. i normally prefer like your channel 4 dramas bbc dramas all that kind of stuff
0: you can binge on netflix though can't you
1: oh that's the problem you see uh, i really liked um don't don't with cat, Deep, beep, <laughs> don't, don't, don't fuck with cats. Star, that was really cool. I actually watched that with you, didn't I? Yep, you yeah, yeah, we, we really we enjoyed it. We binged that. all well, three, like really straight out. It was really cool. It's so freaky. Yeah, I mean, so mad. Um, about a
0: psychopathic serial killer, yeah, through the frame of someone that started off doing videos about cruelty to animals. Yeah,
1: it was it was bonkers. Yeah, Watch anything it. upbeat? Uh, and the masked singer. The oh mass no, Singer UK. Have it took the world by storm. I know Luke. everyone was talking about it, it on social media. It took the world by storm. When you're, n- when you're, I'm gonna spoil it here, but yeah. when, when the whole world is chanting, and then Patsy Palmer's reveals <laughs> from EastEnders <laughs> underneath, it is the most magical thing that the whole country. And what get was the behind. idea that? That's... So it was like uh, 11, 12 celebrities who were like dressed up in like weird costumes, like a hedgehog, a unicorn, a duck, a, a bee, all that kind of stuff, and then it was like a singing competition, but you don't know who's singing, a little bit like The Voice.
0: But can you not just tell from somebody's voice? No, you can. Or can't. does everyone's singing voice sound different? It
1: s- sounds because you don't hear them speak. Right. You, you just hear their singing voice. That would be a dead different. giveaway, then, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then one by one, they're kind of down the weeks. They have to take the, the costumes off, and you see which celebrity, which mega star oh, is underneath these costumes. And I'm,
0: I, from the little bits I saw on social media, people are guessing, you know, is it, is it Tom Cruise? Is it Margot they're Robbie? Stupid. Is it Olivia Coleman? And of course, people... you take the hat off of the swan, and it's Jason Manfred. He was a hedgehog. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. People are Spoilers. Stupid.
1: They're like, oh, it's going to be Cara Delevingne. No, it's not. It's going to be Alan Titchmarsh, and he's going to be underneath him. It's They're mental. They're stupid. <laughs> and
0: who do you know? Who was the winner? Who won this competition?
1: Uh, oh, don't ask me that. No. Uh, okay. Nicole, was it Nicole? Ni- Nicola Roberts, was it? Nicola Roberts, From, yeah. from Girls yeah. Around? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. actually
0: a, she's a paid professional singer.
1: Yeah, most of them are. Oh, right. Uh, Jason Manford's basically a singer, as not he? He's on the oh, West I, End. He's got I an suppose. album out. I remember when him and Bradley Walsh were in competition to get the Christmas number one. But, yeah. Ended up going to Alexander Armstrong.
0: Uh, wow, another TV presenter. Yeah, there you go. What's happened to music? That's a different podcast. A shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, um, we, we we've explained the podcast briefly, but yeah, we want to do this because we enjoy talking about television and we wanted to do it um, a bit more formally, (laughs) into a microphone and a mixer.
1: So obviously we love television, and we're fortunate enough to know a lot of people, both locally and kind of across the UK.
0: Some that work in television, some that just watch television.
1: And we just love talking to people about television. And we love exchanging opinions and talking about it. And we we know quite a lot about it as well, which is cool. So we thought we'd get a, a different guest on each week, talk through some of their television options that they love watching. And to make it a bit easier, we're gonna divide them into categories. So there's going to be four four options for them to choose from. They have to choose a television show that makes them think of their childhood. That can be any number of things. It could be Uh, what they watch growing up or anything that's kind of nostalgic. It can kind of be interpreted as they like.
0: What reminds them of their childhood. We want the sentimental reasons behind it as Mm. well, don't we? We don't just want them to choose any old show that they watch. We want them to have a reason for it.
1: And a TV show that gets them laughing could be anything. It doesn't, you know, it it could be a drama, you know. Exactly.
0: It doesn't have to be a comedy per se. And we have specified that in our little homework sheets we've sent out to our guests. Yeah, Um, It can be anything. You can interpret it how you wish. You might find great humour in watching... A documentary about um, penguins uh, that will be fine equally it could be a reality show you might be laughing at people doing well if you're things. laughing
1: at don't fuck with cats that's not great Then there's something <laughs> wrong with you number three is a TV show that gets you sweating so it could be a drama could be a thriller it could be any number of things it
0: could be again a reality show it could be a game show it could be something like MasterChef um, just watching people be under serious pressure uh, might
1: also make you swear that's again can be interpreted anyway uh, number four is a free hit. Any TV show of any genre. It can be absolutely anything you like. And the way we're getting people to do this is pretending that they've won a made-up competition uh, to go to Preston, a uh, travel lodge in Preston, uh, for the weekend, because you need a gimmick. Otherwise, you don't get commissioned.
0: And we've commissioned ourselves. <laughs>
1: It's a vanity project. So, welcome along to the ride. And they get a couple of bonus choices as well. They get to choose someone from TV land to spend the weekend with. Could be an actor, could be an actress, director, writer, whatever you like. Can even
0: be a character from a beloved TV series or show.
1: I didn't think of that, that's clever. Good idea. And you get to choose a food item that you get an unlimited supply of. Uh, It could be absolutely anything at all, but you only get to select one food item and you can munch that for the whole weekend as well. And
0: we encourage that to be a snack rather than a whole meal. The sort of thing that you would enjoy of an evening tucking into with something on the box.
1: Awesome. It's like Desert Island discs but in Preston but with television. Do you know what? That is a perfect way of describing it. Who's our first guest, Luke?
0: Well, Elliot, our competition winner today is Mr. Max Fosh. Born 3rd of April 1995, presumably conceived 3rd of July 1994 or thereabouts, after growing up in Notting Hill, London and then graduating from Newcastle University with a degree in English Literature in 2018, Max has quickly become an internet sensation and one of social media's rising stars. Both of his web series, Street Smart and Unconventional, involve Max politely poking fun at those on nights out across the country, getting them to play board games, quizzes and charades. Max's combination of posh boy charm and affection for his guests makes each episode both hilarious and unmissable. He's on his way to becoming the next Louis Theroux, but with far rosier cheeks. Max Fosh really is with us in a deserted cinema in
2: BBC Television Centre. Hello. Hello, Max. Hello, How are you Max. Doing? What a pleasure. How are you? I'm very well. I'd, I'd like to say one thing about the, uh, the conception point. Yes. First of all, a beautiful joke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, slightly inaccurate because uh, I was born for, through IVF. So I'm a test tube baby. No way! And as a result, there's a bit of trivia for you, I was... Uh, my egg was fertilised um, two years prior to that. So I was in a freezer for two years before I was put in the uh, oven.
1: So are you two years older than you currently are? Technically, yes.
2: Well, I mean, when 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 does one... Gauge age. Can I just it.
0: say I don't think any guest is ever going to pick us up on the no. conception and point the until well. now, <laughs> and <laughs> this is the first.
2: <laughs> this is the, this is us creating
1: the format. Oh my goodness! And yeah. it's been shot to shit. And That's so a wonderful piece of trivia. Yeah. So
2: the uh, I think I was in a batch that was fertilised about two or three years prior before I was put in the oven, um, and my sister was from the same batch. So technically, and she was born two and a half years earlier than no. me. So technically, I like to tease her and say that we're the same age, but we're not. Oh my god! Do you feel god. like you have superpowers? Oh, unbelievable superpowers! Yeah. Well, someone asked me so when I when I. Said that I was a test tube baby. Someone once quizzed me and asked, Is that why you're so tall because you were in a chest test tube for so long, so you could only grow up with?
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. When I said, We said to Max that we, there might be some inaccuracies in the intro, what I meant was referring to perhaps you playing charades on your web series Street Smart, but actually it was that you were an IVF baby and you're to you conceived in a test tube. I wish I had a fact like that. Do you have anything interesting about your Absolutely conception? Absolutely nothing. No. no, I don't want
1: to know about it. You weren't there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they only mated once, and that was to conceive me for the greater the human race. <laughs> And what an absolute delight that you're here! I am a treat for them. You are, aren't it's you? Lovely. Uh, so, Max, it's so
0: you've recently come back from Las Vegas. I have recording uh, an episode of your web series, Unconventional. Yes. Uh, you were at a very
2: interesting convention, weren't you? I was. I was at the as a, I was at the AVN Expo, which is a very polite way of saying the porn convention. Um, right. The international porn convention. Um, it happens once a year in the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, and. I had always, when I, before I started making videos, I watched religiously certain types of people online, and one of these guys was called Kasim G., and this is a guy who was kind of one of the, the godfathers of YouTube. Um, and he used to go to these conventions every year without fail. And it would be great because you'd have these ongoing relationships with these porn stars every year that he would go. Um, and so he'd interview the same people year on. They so were
0: ageing in different ways. Exactly. Or de-ageing in different ways, exactly. depending on what work they had done.
2: And at the beginning of this year, I said to myself, I really want to go to the AVN Awards and see what, see what happens. And um, in January, I flicked over my laptop and had a look at had a bit of a search and to see when it was on and it was happening in two and a half weeks i thought do you know what fuck it i'm just gonna go and <laughs> get the flights and so flew out to las vegas nevada for 48 hours i was in and out almost as like fast, a shot in and out almost as, uh, as fast as some of the attendees at the age <laughs> <where>, uh, <laughs> we have fun um but yeah it was it was an experience and was it a good experience it was an experience Um, what kind of
1: people did you meet there who was the strangest character that you met
2: so it was a lot of the um, initially I was obviously focusing on the porn stars themselves and anyone who worked in the industry but mainly the people who I was more fascinated by were the attendees who were there Um, there were it won't surprise you to know that there were a lot of men there um and they all kind of looked the same they were all kind of in their mid 40s by themselves they had these like 1990s-esque vhs cameras the one, you know one of the strap on the retro hand that your dad used to use to <laughs> film yeah. you in the pool <laughs> um, but now that vhs yeah. camera is used for something very different <laughs> yeah absolutely um, that, but really... still sometimes filmed by your dad <laughs> exactly <laughs> with
1: that extreme zoom on it yeah <laughs> the, the, the slow pan zoom but this time <laughs> is yeah, on something horrific. else
2: um it was it was a very sad experience. Everyone there, just in Las Vegas generally, everyone was looking out for number one. Nobody really was there to be kind or friendly. If you had a question for somebody, they were immediately on the defensive and wanted to know exactly why you were asking that question. I remember saying, I'm lost, or oh, do you know where I can collect my press tickets? Oh. And this woman just was very short with me. It's like, sir, if you don't have a wristband, you can come in. It's like, I'm trying to find where I can get my wristband. Yeah. Um, but I did meet a few, I met a few people. The, the, the porn stars themselves were, again, very kind of two-faced in the sense that before you started filming, before they knew what you were there to do, they were very sharp, they were quite short with you. As soon as you turned on a camera, I turned on a mic, their whole persona changed and they were suddenly very flirty and very flamboyant and um, there was a lot of hair tossing and giggling at things that didn't need to be giggled at. Um, so it was a very fake Experience, but that is
0: their life, isn't it? I Take mean, that's it. that's that's the same with many actors and actresses of high profile. Yeah. Once you turn the camera on, they're there to perform. Mm-hmm. That is li- quite literally their job, so it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. Did it?
1: you feel starstruck? Was it like going to see Cara Delevingne or Johnny Depp? Was it the, <laughs> the, the um, same level of fame? I will, I will
2: kind of shamefully say that I recognised one <laughs> performer. <laughs> Well, that was for research, presumably that you of watched course. their previous work. Of course, um, I didn't say hello to them. Um, but what was fascinating is watching these fans going up to say hello to their favourite yeah. stars. So the the stars, the porn stars, all had their own booths, um, like little plinths um, around this big hall, and uh, the guests would come and stand and, and wait in line for their favourite guests oh. um, the male porn stars had absolutely no lines whatsoever they were just kind oh of joking goodness. with each other not really doing anything but people, these, these guys would queue for maybe 35 minutes to meet their favourite performer and when they did oh it was just awful awesome, they mate. absolutely
0: loved you in Baseball Bastards <laughs> 1, 2 and 3 we've
1: not seen them with the clothes on yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised I they
2: recognise them but they also have like some of the porn had like a stack of their DVDs and I was talking to this one girl and she literally just went would you like a copy of Arsehole Audition 2 <laughs> <laughs> Because
0: the, the first one was such a letdown as well. It's <laughs> unlikely that sequels are better than the original, and this one was actually I can confirm. Christy loves recall. case. Yeah. In Christy loves case,
2: Arsehole audition two was just critically acclaimed. It was.
0: It was. I remember the Guardian giving it four
2: stars. When Komodo had a day off.
1: <laughs> oh, that is gross.
2: So it was the whole. P- this this encapsulated perfectly. The whole place stank of links Africa. As you'd expect. Exactly. Yeah. They'd all got the kit for Christmas. Amazing. Well, um, to be fair, so does everyone
1: else on yeah. the planet. So, Either
2: that or David Beckham.
1: I can't believe they still sold DVDs. Yeah, yeah. It's like a memory stick it's or all a now, isn't it? or something like that. Uh,
2: the way they make the money is selfies. So they had, each of them had like a piece of paper and it was like pricing each other out of the market. Oh. Some people would do it for like 50 cents or a dollar for a selfie. Um, but they were there to make some cash. Oh, and gross. Blimey. Yeah, like a and a- you'd greet have to like. laminate them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> um, is that the strangest convention you've been to for unconventional? Because you've been to a few. Uh,
2: yeah, um, I think so. I- you went to one in Cardiff, did you not? Yeah, I went a couple to a of tattoo months ago. convention That's right. in Cardiff. I've been, where have I been? Um, I went to a metal detecting convention. Yes. Which on the surface seemed to be the most outrageous convention. Well, seemingly weird convention, but actually was one of the conventions I had the most fun at. Friendly. It was so friendly and I can totally understand now why people do metal detecting. You're going out outside with all your mates and it's when you hear that beep on the metal detector, it could be anything. But the day I was there, there was a guy who found a hoard worth of like 60,000 pounds. Wow. No way. So you really can make some big, big money. Um, But if not, you're just out there in nature having a good old time with your mates. And someone said, it's like playing the lottery, but your odds are far higher and you're doing it. In the company of all your mates wow.
1: and what were some of the personalities there i know it was it a little bit like bbc's detector it was a little bit <laughs> so it? you had
2: you had <laughs> like a distinct group of people you had the couples yeah so both young and old who Amazing. doing it together had you, they
0: met doing metal detecting or they both had a shared passion for it after they met or normally it was one of them loved metal detecting <laughs> and the other one kept getting dragged along and the so. other one
2: kept dragging along. but it seemed to be that the other one then started to enjoy the metal detecting themselves so they joined in um, well, you can't resist the, the lure the, the pull of metal detecting Once you've found a couple of coppers you're away The, the pull of the beep does wonders um, <laughs> I, found, what did I, I found a Roman nail um, I can't verify that it was Roman It just looked really old So I'm saying it was a Roman nail um, And I found a shotgun cartridge so lucky boy wow um i really pulled You've done the... quite
1: well for your first time i <laughs> yeah. think uh, they do into...
2: say if you find a shotgun cartridge that's a good
0: good, <laughs> omen. It's a, it's a good <laughs> omen you're going to be a good detector <laughs> son <laughs>
2: um so yeah so we had the couples we had the old the old guys in all the gear like camo head to toe like wide brim floppy sun hat on even <laughs> though it was pouring with rain <laughs> um, i like a man with a wide brim <laughs> 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 uh and and then just kind of like the jack the lads the, the the guys who thought you're right, all right, mate, you're all right. Oh, I've had a few too many beers last night <laughs> um, because they have these like detecting weekends. Just they, a few, yeah, <laughs> 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 winky wink where they have these kind of big old piss ups and they go detecting the next day. So yeah, that was one that I really enjoyed. I went wife carrying. Um, I've been to rewind. What what I went wife carrying? Yeah, I beg your pardon,
1: young man.
0: Is but... this sort of like an ancient tradition, like like sort of welly no, was, welly
1: honging like or whatever, whatever it's called? over the threshold? You it, just carry a wife. It
2: was the 15th annual wife carrying championship so i'm not sure how how um old it was but what, like
1: wheelbarrow races honestly
2: yeah so you just grab your <laughs> wife and you get going but because we're in 2020 and, and we're all incredibly wonderful grab in your world, wife or partner it's literally grab anybody oh okay so <laughs> i did it with uh, a fellow youtuber who is uh, not not only my wife wa- not neither my wife but also not not a female <laughs> yeah. um so i was actually the wife in the scenario and yeah. there was uh, a prize for the heaviest wife carried on the day I won it Uh, (laughs) Really? Which was a pound of sausages (laughs) What? Um, So they had these like Really arbitrary Like um, Prizes for For different categories So there was heaviest wife There was oldest wife (laughs) (laughs) Ugliest wife? (laughs)
1: Heaviest wife (laughs) Imagine that Which luckily
2: I won yeah, um, otherwise there would have been a woman with just sh- her self esteem like shot to bits. Yeah, <laughs> but you win a pound of sausages. You win a pound of sausages. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't need it. She's the you? heaviest
0: wife. No, I know. Well, yeah, but it's, it's less insulting than Weight Watchers oh, yeah. or something.
2: Yeah. Everyone gets a gallon of ale. Uh, oh. Who competes? That's good. In a, in a milk carton. Literally, it's a gallon of milk. Uh, just the milk pulled out. And how
1: big ale. is a gallon?
2: It's big. It's like. Three or four liters. Do you know I can't remember the last
0: time I had a gallon of anything. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like having a yard <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> a, a
0: gallon is obviously smaller than a yard, though, isn't it?
1: No, I don't. I don't know. No, because a yard's massive. Like, no, but, it's, no, it's no, but a yard's
2: just long and thin, as you'd know. Whereas a gallon
1: is big and fat, <laughs> as you know.
2: <laughs> hey Siri, w- what's more, a gallon <laughs> oh, or yeah. a yard? Oh, that's no, okay. done it. Did it?
1: <laughs> Come on. No, Oh, I got no signal. No, okay. Ah, oh, 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 forget oh, it. Yeah. it. Yeah, and, and the tattoo
2: convention was strange as well. The tattoo convention know? as well. Um, I didn't end up getting a tattoo, but I managed to convince my camera woman, Coco, to, mm-hmm. to get a piercing, because I thought I can't come all the way to Cardiff um, and not get anything, and I checked And you didn't, out. though. Uh, sorry? You didn't get a tattoo, I though, know. So I d- you I, did go to Cardiff to yeah, yeah, check you, it out. Do you have any tattoos at all? I've got no tattoos at all. And if you had to have one, what would it be? So, I've men- I have mentioned this in the intro to the tattoo convention, <laughs> which is the only tattoo I'll ever get is if, if I'm in the Olympics. I'll get the Olympics. Is this likely? well I'll get the Olympic rings tattooed on my bicep and then I said well seeing as I'm 24 the only thing I'm going to be in the Olympics for is something like fencing um, and <laughs> Ooh, the bet you got the fencers angry I did and they invited Ooh. me last week to come fence with them so I went to the King's College London fencing club and course did some fencing of course Brilliant. you did and that's the an idea that's going to be coming out soon
1: Brilliant. Uh, Elliot, would you get a tattoo? Uh, I'm thinking about it at the moment. Oh, but I, 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 I love no one. I love nothing. Um, I, I don't know what I'd get. Yeah, get that. It's a poem, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> ming nong uh, I don't know, maybe a little sloth. I like sloths. Do you? Um, yeah, they're all right. That sounds nice. I don't love them. You get take that. A, yeah, it's gonna what would you get? get uh, well,
0: either. nothing. I don't think I really want a tattoo. But our friend, uh, that's just he went travelling uh, about six months ago. He's come back with... Um, Some of his loves, he's come back with like uh, an Asian map on his thigh. And on the other thigh, his other love, the UNO logo
1: to, to accompany on his ankle a shopping trolley because
0: he used to work at Sainsbury's and he really used to love doing the trolleys that's true that's true <laughs> it look,
1: doesn't look like a trolley it looks like a hob yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait
2: for 20 years time when he has to explain that <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a holiday with his kids
1: I know with his own children well, <laughs> I find it's when you go, get 17 you've got like the, this wrinkled old Uno Absolutely. logo on your Absolutely. leg do you think Uno will be still be going when he's 70 probably... he's gonna
0: have to hope I, mean, I used to time. work at Waitress, but I'm not going to get like some
1: organic chocolas <laughs> tattooed on my shin. Now, we chatted about this a minute ago uh, w- when you weren't here, Max. Um, how do you feel <laughs> about the JLS reunion tour?
2: Well, I've got a few things to say about this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Guys, time is on the S. I can't wait because they've all gone and done different things. To varying different levels of success. Mm. So obviously Marvin's on the radio. He's getting his cheddar in. Um, you've, got, you've got Arise, who's the farmer. Is he the farmer? Arise. Oh no. <laughs> Arise is the farmer. Well, you're the super fan at it.
1: I just love Pete again. Um, <laughs> oh, he <said> Peter
2: Kay <laughs> yeah. We love like Peter Kay and yeah, Peter yeah. K. Well, so One of them's a farmer, one of them's a successful radio presenter One of them had a sexual assault case done against him yeah. Which is a bit odd So I can imagine them getting all back in the room So I'm sure that some of them have asked for more money than the others Because yeah. some of them need it more than, yeah, others. Need it more than
0: the others so, well, you Were you a fan of them the first time around?
2: I was, but I just liked Aston's little backflips That's what I liked <laughs> Sounds like a little euphemism yeah. <laughs> That was the extent of my love for JLS. They did have some good songs. Yeah. Um, did they? Beat- yeah. They're all good.
1: Beat again. Everybody in love. One shot. Private. The club is alive. What are you on about, Luke? They're great. This is
2: extraordinary. That was They're amazing. <laughs> look, look, if you go on po- Pointless, I really hope Alexander Armstrong yeah. comes up with JLS <laughs> hits. <laughs> JLS hits, yeah. Well, I bought well, two tickets and which... no one to go
1: with, so Max, it could <laughs> be you. Here we go. You could be you. You've only got one shot, so make it count. Shut up. <laughs> Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Max, Mr. Max Fosh. Hello. <laughs> It's a funny name. Uh, No, I just didn't expect to say the mister. Uh, Congratulations, Max. You've won a luxury weekend break to the idyllic city of Preston, where you'll be spending all your time in the finest twin bedroom Preston's Travelodge has to offer. It's common knowledge there's little to do in Preston other than to sit in bed all day and watch television. We hope you have a pleasant stay. Thank you. So you're aware of the format, Max. Four TV choices that we've given you, the genres to try and think about what those TV choices would be. So you're locked up in a hotel room in a travel lodge in Preston mm. all weekend because you've signed up to, I don't know, OK or Hello magazine or something like that.
2: It's the kind of thing they give away, to be fair. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I take
0: issue slightly with locked up. <laughs> you can leave, but you'd rather not because there's not much to do. That's the hypothetical situation. Well, you know, yeah.
1: there's not lots to do in Preston.
0: Um, I would love to not go. Okay. <laughs>
1: the aim of this podcast is to get a free trip to Preston. Right. And that you know, is the only off, reason presumably. I'm doing it. I don't know about you. Oh. Uh,
0: really for the fame.
1: <laughs> 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 so firstly, Max, a TV show that makes you think of your childhood.
2: Okay. I mean, there, there are so many. Um, I mean, just kind of thinking of as I was growing older, the kind of things I was watching. They varied from... This is post-birth, by the way. This is post-birth. Post-freezer. Yeah. um, Post-oven. The the, lot. Yeah. I'm out. I'm ready. I've had the icing done. It's one that symbolises the childhood. It's not one that I watched religiously, will always stick in the memory is 50-50 yes brilliant choice this is a great choice I love it but the reason the reason it's similar to my childhood is because everyone who was involved with 50-50 looked like they were having so much fun the audience the audience kids the the members in the audience who were all very young I don't know what they gave them before the show but they were loving that. a lot of blue smarties I've heard yeah
1: Yeah. Now, now remind us it was a studio with with 100 kids yeah 50 of them were in like blue t-shirts 50 of them in yellow was yep. it it was and... high budget
2: high <laughs> budget
1: <laughs> and was it like play your cards right or the price right you just come on down weren't you, you just selected at random just yeah. go play a fun game
2: exactly so they had uh yeah they had two teams of 50 and then a certain number was selected for a certain game i think at random Um, because I always thought it would be great just to be part of the 50 and then let alone play a game (laughs) let let alone chill out yeah Um, so uh, they but then the the thing that kind of stuck in my memory was the finale because then they then side by side had this obstacle course run on this massive inflatable yes and they had to collect the snowflakes and they had these enormous snowflakes they had to get off these seemingly icicles and then bring them back to the team so it's whoever had the most snowflakes which is ironic because all of those kids probably turned up to be big old snowflakes (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm so happy with that joke Um, so yeah so they had to transfer the pillow did you write the joke? yeah I did Uh, all th- I wrote on the joke: all these kids jumping up and down, screaming, had these massive snowflakes, amazing, and that they probably turned into.
0: I swear there was a ch- there was a children's show like this. Are you sure there wasn't moments where they'd, they'd they'd swim in slime or they'd swim in a pool?
1: Yes, there's there was there was. But sort of
0: slimy elements. Have slime. Was there sort of a gunge based fun in yeah, there? Fun that was <laughs> get your own. That was more gunge oh, okay. But it's quite similar. To be fair to
2: this is quite similar, was, isn't it? This was early noughties children's TV. Yeah. If it didn't have guns, you weren't getting yeah. the view. You're dipping a bungalow kind of thing. There was so <No>, much guns. <laughs> there still is a lot of guns. I for some reason was watching the t- <laughs> the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards oh yeah recently don't know why (laughs) i have no interest in either nickelodeon or kids yeah um let's make that absolutely clear (laughs) get that on record now when they when the uh the the person won the kids choice award they all got (laughs) gunked but they did it to every single winner so (laughs) to the novelty war (laughs) pretty quickly
1: they've dressed up really nicely for their night out
2: anyway here's a prize exactly the problem was they knew exactly what was going to happen because they just watched the
0: previous (laughs) five winners all get gunged (laughs) Well, the sick one they what? were coming up in anoraks.
3: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> what is gunge made out of? Is it like awful and shame? They what do, they it? should
0: do it at the Baftas. <laughs> no, you are right. You are right. What was it with gunge, and what is it made of? Presumably, it's water-based solvent. Yes. Uh, with greenish food coloring. Yes. Really?
2: Well, presumably. I thought
1: it was like custard. Yeah, man, it was quite gloopy. They've, Viscous they've they've there, will
2: be, there will be a lot of gelatin involved in there somewhere. So, th-
1: so would you come back from school? What? what how would you watch
2: 50, It, would, 50? no, it would, 50 50-50 seemed to be a Saturday morning number. Was it? Um, or it, was, it was early mornings, and something that I kind of miss about being uh, a child is waking up super early of your own volition. Mm. T- to watch the shows. To watch TV. It would always be Saturday morning would be Get up and you, you, I'd catch the the six forty-five or seven a.m. train um, to Fifty uh, Fifty <laughs> Studios <laughs> in Shepperton. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd watch the reruns of Match of the Day from the night before yeah. because that was at ten thirty and yeah. oh, you can't stay out that That's late. That's well too late. That was way too late. So I'd watch the reruns of uh, Match of the Day, and then it would be something like Fifty Fifty that was on um, with maybe breakfast. Um, with no, because parents were always probably still still in bed there. So I would I would go downstairs um and i had a big armchair we had a big armchair that i wouldn't like we're sat in these lovely armchairs now but i wouldn't sit in it like we are sat in it now like a normal person would i would turn it around and kneel on the seat and put my elbows on the back of the armchair
1: so we've had a TV show that makes you think of your childhood, which was Fifty Fifty. Next is my personal favourite, a TV show that gets you laughing.
2: I'm not. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to give kind of highly commended. I'm just going to go straight in with Taskmaster. Yes. Okay, um, that it was on Dave and has now moved to Channel Four. They've got a little bit of cash behind it. They haven't released a series on Channel Four, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. But It is just the personification of of British silliness. It is the silliest show on TV that does not take itself seriously and they come up with the most ingenious tasks that are very, very silly. Um, You're also a big fan of this show. I'm a massive fan of
1: Taskmaster. You've never seen an episode, have you? I haven't. And it's one of these shows
0: that I've... Always, always meant to watch, and I miss it every single time. Mm. Eric, you love it.
1: I love, I've, seen, I've seen all series. I think there's eight series, and maybe yeah. a, a Champion of Champions series. I absolutely love it, and I was so pleased when they made it 10 episodes a series. Yeah. I thought that's just great. Um, and it's amazing. So, it, it was conceived by Alex Horn, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, originally as a, an Edinburgh Fringe one off show where he got loads of comedians over a series of um, two, three months to perform some tasks, which they would then do uh, live in Edinburgh. And it kind of spawned from there, really, mm. I think.
2: And it's the the, the the great example of doing thing something over and over and over again and having belief in it and then finally getting success in it. I think he started doing it in the early noughties at the Fringe and mm. every year kind of had these fun ideas of... of sending his mates up with all these tasks to do and then eventually got picked up so they've done eight series so they do a series yeah. they do a series a year is it that kind of thing or well they-, they
1: started doing that and then they had two series a year mm. um when it started getting really popular
2: david baddiel was on it and he just tried to find the easiest way or the quickest way that he could do the tasks <laughs> whether that was correct or not he just wanted to go home and that was very evident throughout the whole series I had my own little. T- I got so excited about. It. I got obsessed with this show. Absolutely obsessed with the show. And they filmed every episode in this in this house. It's very familiar. I mean, it's very iconic in some of the architecture, and it's known as the Taskmaster House. And I gave myself a task of trying to find the Taskmaster House because they always film it in, in and around this area and they do some filming along main roads and I would pause it to see where the signs were. and Google map it and do Google some Google map research. it and I found where the Taskmaster yeah. House is. It's in Chiswick. Yeah,
1: it um, is. I've done exactly the same. And, Just uh, off Chiswick Roundabout. Yeah, Chiswick Roundabout. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's... Uh, and, wow, and, guys, you're super fat. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I actually hosted a... Uh, I was at a dinner party and we were like, what should we do? And I... I i played a little game of taskmaster and did my own thing and then sent it to alex horn who responded on twitter Wow! Um, he's very he's the, the creator of the show alex horn is very um great at interacting with fans who do Pretty their own versions of, yeah really really savvy and he's created the taskmaster book that's just full of tasks that you can do at home which is is great i mean so not only is it a very good money-making machine which obviously you need to have in any television show to keep it going but it, it has kept that innocence and that, that silliness and fun, and it just makes me laugh every single time. But a lot of the time, you are thinking yourself of what you would do in, the t- in a particular task. So they get given, uh, I don't know, they uh, draw a portrait of of the taskmaster using these ingredients, and they normally go, just got like four potatoes in front of them. And you've got half an hour go. That's really hard. I know, someone, someone, the, one of the tasks was make the most exotic sandwich. And they said you have 45 minutes to... Give us a list, and then you have 10 minutes to create your sandwich. And so oh some people goodness. took it. So um, Mel Goodreuth, um then just decided to make the biggest chocolate sandwich she could find. So she ordered like 15 chocolate <laughs> bars. And then made but then Phil Wang put like kumquat and herring. That in sounds his very exhausting. Um, but then they did a very clever bit of now you now need to eat your sandwich that they <laughs> had so in that scenario i was like what would i put in an exotic sandwich what does an exotic sandwich mean what would you have done i have no idea i mean for me i'm known as a very bland eater so <laughs> probably ham cheese and a bit of mayo if we're going a bit more oh i wouldn't, would i wouldn't you have, you have the mayo no. i wouldn't have the
1: mayo you wouldn't even have that i have i just have the ham and that's it. That is not exotic Not at even all, the bread, guys. really. You've
0: got to be going down the Phil Wang route. You've got to be having exotic spices, different types of meats.
1: Oh, yeah. I couldn't think of anything worse. But types w- of cheeses, he sauces.
2: He was then hoisted by his own petard when he was asked to eat it, though. Yes, that's true. So, but
0: Mel Gedroich must have been sick with a chocolate yeah, surprise yeah, yeah. sandwich.
2: It was about kind of I, I say yay high, but the audience can't hit, see how no, high my hand it's is. It's pretty right high, it Max. A pretty tall guy, pretty <laughs> long arm, <laughs> arm, <laughs> arm, so arm span. I um
1: I went to see a BAFTA preview of the Mel Gedroich series. Right. I saw the first episode, uh, which which was hilarious. And then I was going out, and I was with a mate who said, um, "I tell you what, let, let's just have a walk around," and we we kind of a- act like we owned the place and just kind of walked around and really confidently. And we went up these steps. And the, all the cast of that series were having drinks uh, to celebrate that first episode and that first preview, and we just kind of pretended that we were supposed to be there. So we were being served incognito volovants and munchettes and, <laughs> and, and and all this wine. And we ended up getting pissed with Mel Gedroich and Joe Leister I think it was that series and Greg Davis as well. It was so what's weird. A, what's a munchette? It, it, it's it's less than it's just slightly less than a um. It, it's like the poshest one you can get. It's less than a caviar. No, not caviar. What's it called?
0: Um. A- aperitif
1: yeah uh, aperitif yeah yeah. so it's less than that it's it's like it's like posher and smaller is it munchet, or munchet. You, have you added munchet I think it's you've munchet it might be munchet have you ever had, had a munchet Maxi? Say no munchet. I
2: am of the posh variety and I
1: haven't heard munchet you've had a munchie. it's just like a little kind of like caviar thing lovely darling <laughs> <laughs> Worthy, absolute lovely which I did like because it had sauce on it and I got really drunk and I said to Mel Gedroych a lot of people tell me I look like Sue Perkins and she went well let's have a photo let's have Mel and Sue together she asked me for a photo
0: to be fair he does look exactly like Sue Perkins I do, I do get that I'm not line. having that on a windswept look, day <laughs> I
1: don't look like Sue Perkins you do we'll, put a, fo- we'll, put, we'll, put, we'll
0: put a picture up because you do look a lot like I was Sue wearing Perkins. a blazer at the time doesn't help and holding a
1: and a quiff uh, yeah, and holding a bake off <laughs> yeah. of <a> cue card <laughs> Two out of two there. Love it. Love it so far. So number three is a TV show that gets you sweating. Now, this can be interpreted anyway by yourself. It could be a thriller, it could be a mm. drama, it could be whatever you like, uh, but it has to get you sweating metaphorically or literally.
2: Um, so I've gone down a bit of, bit of a punchy route here. Um, I mentioned earlier about when I watch Taskmaster, I always like to think what I would do in those scenarios. And so the show that gets me sweating um is a show that i'm always trying to think about what i would do um in that scenario and so that would have to be whose line is it anyway um the american and the british version doesn't matter either or both are as good um because they have so many games and i've always loved comedy um and only recently have now started doing kind of stand-up comedy um i've been fascinated to think okay what would i say in this situation how would i try and make this funny so it it almost was a bit of a a lesson in what works and what doesn't work and then they say something like and every single time you're like oh that's so much better Um, so it would definitely be Whose Line Is It Anyway Um, with Clive Anderson um, Josie Lawrence Rich, um, who who was uh, well, we had the two. We had um, Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles who did the British version. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so yeah, they had the prop game, especially in Hughes lines anyway, where they were given a random object and had to think of different ways to use it as a prop. Was just absolutely great.
0: And it's like one big drama club improvisation game, isn't it? Played out in front of a live audience for TV.
2: It's literally just drama school games live,
0: live, and you <laughs> have to really think <laughs> on your feet. And you're right, every single time, you're amazed, aren't you, by by the answers people come up with? So they, they did it live,
1: live, didn't they? They did. Who's lines anyway live at the London Palladium for 10 dates. Did you get yourself down to that? I didn't know. How do you think you would fare in the Hoedown Showdown? Oh,
0: I'd be absolutely <laughs> crap. The musical <laughs> stuff is Can so you hard. remind me of what the Hoedown Showdown element is of the show?
1: Is that that's the, is that the musical? That's the musical one so there'll be uh, uh, a gal on a piano uh, who plays kind of like the same kind of rhythm it's like a, kind of like a little rhythmic kind of showdown yeah. thing and you just kind of have to be given a subject and you have to create a song you'd all get like four bars to create you know a bit of a song whatever, and if that, that's, that's the round hard. that people seem to love that's the most. really difficult. I believe Colin it? was really good at that. To make
2: it even harder though, they, they often follow on as what someone has just said yeah, previously. Yeah, So, so difficult. So quick. Um, And they had a lot of, obviously, musical elements in it. They have to do uh, a scene in a certain musical style. It's just so different. So what, o- opera, opera, um, sort of Sondheim Musical theatre, yeah. pop, rap. Um, they'll do it in so many different styles, but they'll be talking about, I don't know, the M25 um, in the style of The Phantom of the Opera.
0: <laughs> Extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah.
2: So I'm, I'm that, that gets me sweating just watching um, and also just if I had any... I've never done improv, but if I was to... It it just would make me so nervous.
0: That's a really interesting one you've chosen there because that could easily have been for laughing because it's a, you know it's a comedy show, mm. it's based all around quick fire improvisation. But you've gone for sweating there. Interesting interpretation, don't you think?
1: Uh, last one, number four. This is where it could get interesting. Yeah. Free hits, any show of any genre, whatever you like,
2: go for it. I've chosen. Something that is so random, and you're going to be like, "What?" Um, but the, the the TV show that I've chosen is the one is Jersey Shore. The oh, reason why wow. the reason <laughs> I've done this didn't see that coming, but here we go. No, the reason why and it, it needs some justification. Um, it it does. It, Because I I couldn't pick what my favourite was, I thought, what was the TV show that kind of started me watching TV as we watch it now, Um, which is very much in a bingeable way, You you become obsessed with it and you can't stop. Often at school, someone would, you, there would be a hard drive that had all the TV shows of the of the time. This was kind of 2008, 2009. And someone got an entire series of Jersey Shore. Um, and, and this was the beginning when it was first first made. Uh, and it was very kind of modern for its time. It was the kind of real kind of reality TV show. That Could you just really well. sort of
0: tell us what Jersey Shore is? Jersey
2: Shore <laughs> was a reality TV show set on in Jersey, in the United States, in the summer. They'd get a house together, um, and they would get together kind of, ten or twelve single guys and gals and it would just be uh, the show be them gallivanting around throughout the summer, going out, cooking up with each other, having fun, but they were all working. They all they all had this idea that they were working as well. And it's what Geordie Shaw had a spin off was. Um but they had so many well, one iconic character, Snooky, who kind of went into the Hall of Fame of <laughs> Ranish TV. <It> sounds <laughs> cheeky. Yeah, it does. Um And uh, it just became something that that I watched religiously and binged the whole way through and is exactly how I've watched TV subsequently for the past 12, 13 years Um, and kickstarted the reality TV genre in a certain way. Um, and I remember thinking when I was at school, like I was in a boarding house and getting back from classes and all I wanted to do was watch this show. I would find out what Snooky was up to. What I find out what Snooky was up to. I will admit, definitely not the most highbrow or the best TV show that you could <laughs> possibly imagine. But in terms of a TV show that started how I ended up watching TV it would be that.
1: Were you watching it because you wanted to be like Snooky or those people off Jersey Shore? Or was it because you were laughing at them and, and taking the mickey of just this absurd lifestyle? I was laughing at the absurdity of the lifestyle, but
2: I was also like emotionally invested in their relationships, like massively. So mm. they all kind of hooked up and then the guys would go on a night out, a boys night that was obviously orchestrated by the producers, yeah. in which he, <laughs> yeah. would, he would kiss the barmaid who... Um, was was obviously being uh, way too but more forceful than she would have been in a normal situation but had obviously been told <laughs> by the producer to go snog that boy um, and him being intoxicated and uh, having the opportunity said yeah why not and then watching that all blow <laughs> up so um, yeah I would say I was emotionally invested in their relationships and kind of thought god this is so and it was the first time I'd seen like relationships kind of in the w- in the wild, as it as yeah. it were.
0: You were feasting on it like a drama, though, as well. Yeah, no, you? completely.
2: Yeah. It was a drama. I was thirteen or fourteen years of, years of old years of old, <laughs> um, and it was exactly what I thought relationships would be, romantic relationships would be like when you grew up, because all I'd seen had been movies and um, bits and bobs. But yeah, it was kind of like, okay, this is this is what life is like turns out it's not
1: i have to admit that i did exactly the same with geordie shore when i think when i was probably about 13 or 14 i watched like series one to seven back to back in a couple of weeks i loved it i absolutely Mm. loved it
0: but these are good sentimental reasons because you're getting an insight into what you think is real life because it's presented as reality shows totally so you're saying that you thought this is how relationships really formed and really work well Mm. you've every reason to believe that you know and when you're watching 50 50 (laughs) <laughs> you I know thought I, thought, I thought i was going to be guns every time i made a bad mistake exactly uh,
2: but it was because it was the fir- i mean that and big brother it was one of the first reality tv shows obviously the, the format has changed so much now and we all know that it's orchestrated and we all know that it's fake and they have plants and stuff like that but back then it was kind of the realest thing you could imagine they had like fights there was proper proper drama in the in, in the house um breakups like makeups and all that stuff.
1: Great choices. So you have those four shows. Yeah. You have 50-50. Oh, god, you yes. have Taskmaster. You have Oh god, I can't remember the first Who's one, lines right? it anyway? Oh god, yeah. Who's lines it anyway? And you have uh Jersey Shore on, Let's say a memory stick mm. that you're taking to Preston, to your travel lodge for a whole weekend and you get to watch that back to back to back. So they've to got back. they've
2: got smart TVs in this travel lodge in Preston. My presumably so. Specifics? <laughs> There's no specifics here, I'm it's, afraid.
1: It's, it's quite high tech. <laughs> it's in Preston the logistics these of this. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get to watch these alone. You get to share someone to watch these four shows with. Uh, it can be an actor, it can be an actress, it can be anyone from kind of TV land itself mm. who you get to uh, sit in a twin bedroom with. I did say just a bed, but Luke didn't like that. No, I don't want any Snooki. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, don't no snooki any snooki. Snooki. <laughs> you don't have to have any Snooki. You don't have to have any snooky. but find a twin bedroom uh, in Preston. Yeah. Who are you going to be watching these marvellous, marvellous choices with?
2: So I'm going to be watching it with Captain Raymond Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: You're going to have to explain this one to me because I have to be honest with you. Have you not seen? I haven't seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, I haven't. Either, okay, so afraid. he knows even less than I do, yeah. right? Because I have siblings that watch
2: it, and I've seen bits and moments from it. And right. I'm an only
1: lonely child. A lonely child. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so Brooklyn Nine Nine, cop show with Andy Sandberg, sitcom, um, and very very popular, very very popular, extraordinary popular. And the captain, um, the, the, who runs the precinct, is this guy called Raymond Holt, who. Um, is this character who is incredibly deadpan. Um, he All he cares about is specifics. Um, he doesn't know any Ellie silliness. So um, he, there's a line where he, he chastises someone for abbreviating yes to yeah. Think <laughs> it's already a one-syllable <laughs> word. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, and he's got so many different layers to his character, and he makes incredibly incisive and funny remarks throughout the series. Um, incredibly deadpan. Um, he doesn't seem to find anything funny, um, but I just think he'd be a great companion just to just to chat to chat to about about life while you're watching it, um, to delve deeper into why Snooky decided to have that extra gin and tonic and, <laughs> yeah. on Jersey Shore on Jersey Shore and dance <laughs> naked on the table and on the bit, on the broadwalk, um, and he would he would be a, a, a great companion, also someone who wouldn't be afraid to be quiet with. He wouldn't feel Mm, the need. This is important when you're when you're spending all day and all night watching television. Exactly because obviously we're watching the shows, um, but we would I would feel worried that when the when we wanted a break from the shows that we'd want we would feel the need to chat and you'd feel the need to fill the fill the silence with inane chit chat. But Raymond Holt seems like a very no nonsense guy. He doesn't speak unless there's something actually needs to be spoken about. Um, and would be a very calming influence um, whilst we were locked in.
0: Have you ever, at Christmas, had a, been with a big family and they've tried to watch something in the evening or a Christmas special of something and everyone thought that's a great idea and then you get there and then you haven't heard one single word of it? Especially because they're often landmark television shows.
2: Yeah. Um, Awful. We had, a couple of Christmases ago, uh, we had an, an aunt of mine who's a massive um, fan of Torval and Dean. And they had Do you know what? There aren't many of them. There aren't many. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the Torveland Dean they did like a a, a dramatic recreation of and Dean's career. And so she was banging Oh just a Bolero then. Yeah, exactly. Right. They were they were banging on about she my aunt was banging on about oh, we have to watch it's on BBC One at nine o'clock and she she'd made it her one Christmas wish that we all watched the Torval and Dean documentary. That she didn't was get any presents either, to be fair No, she didn't. Um, and so we ended up sitting down and watching it and she just spoke across the whole thing to try and justify her <laughs> knowledge of Torval and Dean. I was like, well, we've, we've sat down to watch this and I haven't heard a fucking thing. Um, I haven't heard a thing. So um, I uh, yeah, I totally understand and mainly I am quite against people talking over the TV.
1: Your nan is going to hate me. I once turned down a lesson of ice skating with Torval and Dean. <gasps> I worked with them on Dancing on Ice, and we got papped together, you know, as you do. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I was saying, I can't ice skate every time. I've ice skated three times, and I've fallen over and sprained my ankle or my wrist every time. They said, well, teach you to skate. And I said, oh, I can't. It's going to be too embarrassing, but thanks anyway. No. I mean, stu- it is stupid in hindsight, but I was too nervous. I didn't want to make a fool of myself. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. They're pretty good at th- the one dancer they so do. I'm, on. Just, I'm sorry, scenario, I'm sorry yeah. to your nan.
0: So the character of Captain Raymond Holt. Yes. I think you've justified exactly why he'd be a decent yeah. You can have him. Thank you. And
1: you're not going to starve in no. your travel lodge in Preston. You get an unlimited supply of any food at all that you can have again and again. And again. you can eat it all weekend. So it doesn't have to be healthy. It doesn't have to be uh, a sweet treat. It can be whatever you like, but you can just eat it for as long as you like. Okay. You don't even have to share
2: with no. Captain Raymond Holden if no. you don't no. want to. But you I've can. He fe- he fe- I think he's the kind of guy who only eats porridge. Right, or breakfast, lunch, and dinner because he's a very efficient man. So
1: he's going to not eat anything if this no, is his choice isn't porridge. Exactly. Okay. So I have
2: chosen for um, my posh boy roots are coming out finally <laughs> <laughs> um, in this in this podcast. You've hidden it well. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Who knew? Um, because my TV viewing snack of choice would be seedless red grapes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's so ha- Hang on. <laughs> okay.
0: Right. Let Let's dive into this. Let's dive into <laughs> so this much. bit by bit. Yeah. Elliot's waggling with excitement here. <laughs> Uh, because he loves red grapes this is <laughs> this is, would this be is my real choice. yeah <laughs> Seedless red grapes, love the detail, yeah. tell us why you've gone seedless. I think many people will be nodding, so, I, I myself gave a little flicker of recognition, yeah. we all did, <laughs> seedless. Why?
2: Seedless is the obvious reason, you don't want to have to perform an operation with every- With uh, any fruit. With any fruit. <laughs> you don't have to do an oral operation with your tongue being the only form of kind of <laughs> instrument yeah. that you have to try and weave out the little pip that you've got and then you've got to have a separate bowl for the pips.
1: Red always better than green and black? Yeah,
2: bla- black. I thought black were just kind of unripe red grapes. <laughs> they're not <laughs> black grapes are horrible, right? They're very they're almost always. They're always really cylindrical, which mm. Um, which puts me off them. Um, I like a grape to be grape shape. There's also a, a fun element with the grape as well. You can play with your food in a sense. You can eat the skin first. You can peel the skin off. Um, the grape. What? Yeah. yeah. If you're a bit bored. Um, and then you've got little. How
0: oils. bored do you have to be to eat the skin first off a grape? I'm watching Jersey, surely. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it was good. I Absolutely said it was.
1: Absolutely not.
0: You don't do that, do you? No, I'm not having that. Now, uh, Max, that, are you being serious? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I have you've peeled the, the skin off a grape you're not first. one of
1: those people that like chisels the chocolate away of a breakaway before yeah, or you're a eating Kit-Kat. the biscuit no a hey it's I'm good.
2: not saying you do this all the time I'm saying it's an, ele- it's an added element of fun there's also an element you can freeze it you can have your own little grape ice cubes so you can. Wow! <laughs>
1: you know so much about grapes. Yeah. And freezers. You came from one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cool back. We love it. <laughs> you have taken us on quite a journey today, Max. Oh, gosh, I have. It has been an absolute pleasure. It's been a privilege. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> you are going to Preston, young Good man. Chore. Congratulations. Pack you. your suitcase. Thank You're you. taking with you a TV show that makes you think of your childhood, which is CBBC's 50 50, mm. a TV show that gets you laughing. Mm. Taskmaster, previously UK TV, now Channel 4. A TV show that gets you sweating. That is Whose Line Is It Anyway? And a free hit. Any show of any genre, which was... Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. And a free... You were doing so (laughs) well. (laughs) I do it every time. Amazing choices. And you're taking with you your actor... No, it's not an actor, is it? Character. Uh, (laughs) Oh, fucked it, fucked it. You are doing well to remember this. (laughs) I know, I know. I should have written it down. You're taking with you Captain Raymond Holt, a character, of course, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and your food, of which you get an unlimited supply, is a seedless red grape. Is it from any particular store?
2: No, but it has to be ripe.
1: Has to be wrong. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's been fun, Max. Thank you very it's much. Been great. Thanks for having I me, guys. don't know when I will next see you. In fact, I do, uh, Max. I shall see you on the third of December at the O2 for the JLS Beat Again of reunion course. tour. Call back number two and yes! see. <laughs> it works. I
2: shall see you then. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, phew. We can relax. He's gone. good.
0: Enjoyed that, Max he, Fosh.
1: He's gone. He's great.
0: He was good. value, wasn't he's he? Awesome. What a great way to kick off the series. It was amazing. He had lots of uh, what? What? What's so you know,
1: when he first we we first said hello to him today. Yeah. I said, uh, "Hi, Max. Good to meet you." Not remembering that we yeah. went out for a drink with him in August last year.
0: Yes. Yeah. He came to see our uh, Edinburgh fringe show.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, and
0: he was very complimentary as well. And you oh, just, he was. Yeah, you, you... We
1: had a massive conversation as well. Yeah. Was I drunk?
3: Probably. Oh, I don't Knowing
0: remember. You, it. you absolute I don't legend.
3: It. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> Probably had a, a gin and a half.
0: Oh, I don't remember it at
1: <laughs> all. No, he
0: was great. Great value. Fantastic. He had lots of interesting choices. Really good reasons why. Uh, started off with the, the childhood choice, fifty-fifty. Good, good choice. Love it. Love that show. There. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's did. awesome. Not as religiously as awesome as he did, or perhaps you did. But yeah, absolutely. Those kind of uh, studio-based game shows with gunge. brilliant.
1: Loved it. So actually, I've just looked this up, Luke. And fifty fifty started in nineteen ninety seven. That's before we were born. It
0: is. So Max is a nineteen ninety five baby. So he he really did get it at the yeah. start. Yeah.
1: So that was Sally Gray until two thousand and two, which I don't I don't remember seeing. But then it was Angelica Bell from two thousand and three, two
0: thousand and four. Oh, only shit. one year. Only one year.
1: <laughs> and then Sophie McDonnell in two thousand and five. Oh, so that onwards. would have been our time. Oh my God! She's born in Preston. Wow. No there way. There
0: you go. There you go.
1: Actually born in Preston. First
0: choice of the series. Main presenter. No from way.
1: Preston. Oh, that's cool.
0: Good for her. 44 years old. I don't know if still she going is. strong. Well, no good idea. for her. But no, enjoyed that. Good choice. Plenty of guns. Remember that fondly. Then he moved on, we moved on to The the Choice That Gets You Laughing. Um, Taskmaster. He went for Taskmaster, a huge favourite of yours and one that I absolutely need to get around to seeing because I know how entertaining it is and I know how popular it is. Uh, Then what was it afterwards?
1: Yeah, put that on your list. Uh, It was Whose Line Is It Anyway? With uh, The TV show that gets you sweating. Yeah, with Claire Great choice. We wrote that thinking people would say like a drama or a Mm -hmm. thriller.
0: But it's open for interpretation. And he's he's cheated the
1: system straight away. That's
0: fine. That's what we want. We want interpretations.
1: And then obviously his free hit was um, Jersey Shore
0: and how he was explaining that that was kind of the first binge watch that he ever went through as binge watching was getting more popular, kind of the growth of reality TV. And then we had his bonus round, of course. He went for not an actor or an actress or a director or a writer. He went for a character. He went for Captain Raymond Holt of Brooklyn Nine-Nine fame. A show both of us haven't seen. Uh, no, not yet, but we will get round to it. Lots of recommendations. I
1: think we're going to see a lot more of Brooklyn Nine-Nine come up throughout this series. Why do you think that? It's very I think popular. a lot of people watch it. So many people have watched it. And I haven't, and it's just my luck.
0: Well, then we ought to. And uh, he was chosen because he knew he, he was a character that could make good conversation, but also would know when to not make
1: conversation. That was right, wasn't it? I think so, yeah.
0: yeah that's a good choice, then. That's, that's a good person. Yeah, great. <laughs> but he's also fictional. Yeah. But that's you, fine. you
1: did say at the start it yeah. could be a character. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, I didn't think about that. So it's fine. Amazing. And
0: then what they're going to be eating red seedless grapes yeah amazing a dream for you it such a good you. choice yeah
1: I'm so chuffed with that good he's getting his paycheck yeah let's send Lovely. him off
0: pop the memory sticks in the post with all the, the uh, shows on <laughs> he's pop off the to grapes. Preston pop the grapes in the post as well and tread carefully don't squish well this has been a laugh yeah this has been a scream
1: same time next week
0: Uh there or thereabouts yeah
1: see you there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll do